Good morning. I'm Playbook co-author Rachel Bade. It's Wednesday, October 11th. So who's it going to be? Speaker Scalise or Speaker Jordan? Or maybe neither. This morning, we should start to get a pretty good clue. House Republicans are going to be gathering at 10 a.m. to choose McCarthy's successor. And we spent all yesterday checking in with allies of the two Speaker hopefuls. Oddly enough, both camps seem to be confident that their candidate is ahead and will win. This doesn't necessarily mean one side is lying, because the tricky part of today's nomination process is that the vote will be done by secret ballot. That means that people can tell candidates they're going to vote one way and then totally vote the opposite way. But we can't be sure about one thing today. While this vote is not going to be the final word on the speaker's race, it's a pretty safe bet that if somebody wins the nomination today, that person is probably going to be the next speaker at least eventually. Yes, we're probably going to see conservatives and moderates, potentially for that matter, threaten to withhold support from whoever is the nominee on the floor for concessions. But once a candidate gets the official nod from the conference, this all becomes sort of a matter of wheeling and dealing. I do think it's important to note that few Republican lawmakers have actually come out insisting that they will not ever back Scalise or Jordan on the floor, as several members had done with Kevin McCarthy. And that means that once a nominee is named, this all becomes a matter of negotiation. The question, of course, is when will we see a nominee? And that's a big question right now, given that there is a last-minute push for a rules change to try to raise the threshold to win the GOP nomination. Now, typically, Republicans win the speakership nomination when they garner a simple majority of the Republican conference. But right now, there's a push by some Jordan and McCarthy allies to actually raise that temporarily to say that the nominee has to get 217 votes before going to the floor. The idea, according to supporters, is pretty simple. Have Republicans sort of duke this out behind the scenes so as to not embarrass themselves on the floor like they did when McCarthy took 15 ballots to win the gavel in January. But opponents of this idea will know that without the pressure of a public floor vote, Republicans could actually spend weeks in conference going around and around and chasing their own tails as they try to nominate a speaker. One intriguing little side note, a lot of people are viewing this rules change as an attempt to keep Scalise from winning the nomination today. Several people think that Scalise is probably the closest person to a majority of the majority right now, and that this is a move to make sure he can't get there. Now, a vote on this rule will occur first thing this morning before lawmakers even deal with the question of which candidate they want. It will only need a majority of the conference to pass, we're told by senior Republican aides. And if the rule goes down, that's actually a pretty good indication that Scalise is in a good position to win the nomination. But if the rule is adopted, you should actually settle in because winning the support of 217 Republicans in conference is going to take a while. In fact, this new rule calls for as many as four rounds of voting with intense interrogation sessions between each vote. And if no one gets to 217 by that fourth vote, the entire process starts over. A few dynamics we should keep an eye on today. Number one, what everybody is talking about, Kevin McCarthy's meddling. The ousted speaker has totally infuriated a bunch of Scalise allies by making a number of swipes and digs at his former number two. First, McCarthy spent the past few days flirting with this idea of running for speaker again and ginning up his allies to call for his return. That matters because the people who are very loyal to McCarthy and who want him back badly are the same sorts of members who are most likely to back Steve Scalise in a speakership battle. These are moderates, people who are skeptical of Jordan. Thus, McCarthy floating himself for another run 
undercuts Scalise's whip count. Now, yesterday, McCarthy backed down and insisted that he does not want to be renominated, but the damage looks like it might have already been done, at least some damage. There are a number of Republicans right now who say they will only vote McCarthy for speaker. McCarthy also declined to endorse anyone in the race, which a lot of people saw as a dig at Scalise. And yesterday, he gave a full-throated endorsement of this idea of raising the threshold to actually win the GOP speakership nomination. As one Scalise supporter told me, this is a play by McCarthy to dick around in an election. They are literally trying every dirty trick to fuck with Scalise. Pardon my French. Another thing we want to point out this morning, questions about whether there are a number of, quote, quiet Scalise supporters. Now, Jordan allies have noted that their guy has twice the amount of public endorsements as Scalise. They've also been crowing that almost all the Republicans in the Ohio delegation are backing Jordan, while only one Louisiana Republican is backing Scalise from his own home state. But in this situation, endorsements might only be part of the story. We're told that a lot of Republicans are hearing from constituents back home telling them to vote for Jim Jordan. Their constituents have seen Jordan on TV. They've been big fans of his. And Donald Trump has endorsed Jordan, too. So that has obviously boosted the Ohio Republican in the eyes of the Republican base. That's why some Scalise supporters have actually been keeping their powder dry. The question I have is, how many quiet Scalise supporters are there and are there enough to actually beat Jordan? Now, Jordan's allies are skeptical. One person suggested to me last night that Jordan has, quote, well over 100 supporters committed to him right now. That's darn near close to a majority of the majority. A few interesting nuggets from last night's candidate forum that we think are worth flagging this morning. Both candidates, Jordan and Scalise, suggested that lawmakers would need to pass another continuing resolution to avert a shutdown at the end of November. That's not going to be happy news for some conservatives. Both candidates were asked if they'd support the eventual conference nominee for speaker. And while Scalise said yes, he would, which is exactly what Scalise told me last week in an interview, Jordan actually equivocated for a time, saying that he'd back whoever could get 217 votes to win. Now, his office is pushing back on that. His spokesman, Russell Dye, said that Jordan will support whoever is the nominee. But some people took that initial hesitation as a worrisome sign for GOP unity. Another really interesting question that came up for Jordan and Scalise. Congresswoman Kat Kamick of Florida asked what, quote, promises these two candidates made to win votes. That's a particularly interesting question because McCarthy made a lot of promises to win the gavel in January, and a lot of them ended up blowing up back in his face. Jordan responded to the question by saying that the only promise he made was to, quote, fight for you all. Some people thought Scalise didn't answer the question, but his office told me last night that he said no one has actually asked him for anything in meetings. For more on the speakership drama and chaos, make sure you give a follow today to my colleagues Olivia Beavers, Sarah Ferris, and the entire Congress team that is working overtime to break news and doing a great job of it. In other news today, Washington is still digesting a speech from President Joe Biden yesterday where he decried the brutal Hamas attack that killed hundreds of Israeli civilians as an act of, quote, sheer evil. He also confirmed that American hostages were among those taken in this assault. Biden is also going to be appealing to Congress to support aid for Israel. We'll have a lot more to say about that in the coming days. I'm Rachel Bates. Thanks for listening.